And so I'm asking everybody for their patience, please, because I think it's it will be great. I mean, really great, but um, there's no quick fix. Olympic Channel Podcast. That was two-time Olympic silver medalist figure skater and now coach Brian Orsa. I'm Ed Knowles, and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. Each week we find the very best athletes and speakers, and we ask them all about the biggest Olympic talking points. Olympic Channel podcast. We were very honoured this week to have Olympic champion Meryl Davis as our reporter on the podcast. She was in Vancouver on the ground at the Grand Prix final, and she came across a few old faces. There aren't many bigger names in the sport of figure skating at the moment than Brian Orsa. As well as his own two Olympic silver medals, he's coached or is coaching some of the world's top performers. Yuna Kim, Yasuru Hanyu, Javier Fernandez, Evgenia Medvedeva. They're just some of the skaters to whom he's imparted his wisdom. So it was our honour when Merrill managed to grab him in Vancouver to chat about Hanyu's chances with the quad axle, Fernandez's plans for the European Championships and why we might not have seen the best from Medvedeva quite yet. But they started out chatting about Pyeongchang 2018. Olympic Channel Podcast. We've had quite a year um, coming out of the Olympics in 2018, mm-hmm. starting a new quad, a new cycle. Yeah. Looking back on 2018 as the year comes to a close, do you have any highlights, any particular highlights you think of? Do you know what? It was like the most unpredictable season. You know, everybody kind of thinks with with the skaters you have, and especially with Yuzu and with Javi, and um, you know, they're both world champions, and you know, Yuzu was already an Olympic champion that you know heading into the season would be kind of smooth-ish mm-hmm. but it was unpredictable you know Javi went out for his first Grand Prix and it was terrible so then he didn't even make it to the Grand Prix final then Yuzu um, did his first Grand Prix it was pretty good and then then he wrecked his ankle right, yeah. so then he was out of the final so actually at this event last year when I had the two top skaters in the world I didn't even qualify for the, these didn't guys. Go to the... We didn't go, nobody qualified, so it was kind of weird, and it was just unpredictable. All kinds of weird things happened, but, you know, it's kind of all about the end game, mm. and about kind of what the, you know, we all kind of, we got there, and but we just came in from a different direction, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's what kind of kept it exciting, you know? Sure. And Yuzu was so injured, and he was um, off the ice for so long that he only had maybe a month to get ready for Olympics. Which is incredible. It's incredible. That yeah. So with Yuzuru Hanyu out with, unfortunately, an ankle injury, I believe Mm -hmm. it's the same injury that was plaguing him ahead of the 2018 Olympic Games. Um, How's he doing with that? When do you see him returning to competition? Um, Yeah, it's the same ankle, um, similar injury, but not quite exactly the same, but an injury is an injury. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if anybody can bounce back from this, it will be him. He has every intention of you know, competing for the rest of the season. Uh, we're just, you know, he's, it's gonna be a slow process. And the thing is with Yuzu, he's really smart. And because of experience from last year, is that he listens to everything his his um, his uh, medical team recommends. Mm-hmm. And you know, some athletes will get eager and they wanna get on the ice too soon and they get hurt again. And he's, just because of last year's experience, and he trusts these people. And if it means waiting longer, but to be able to be fine for the end of the season, mm-hmm. you know, 
that's the that could be an option. But right now we're just kind of um, kind of playing it out. I don't honestly know a whole lot about mm -hmm. it. Yeah, he's got a great team, I'm sure. He has a great team, and I can trust that team. And yeah. it's probably best I don't know a whole lot about it. And so, uh, when when things are okay with him, then we communicate about it. And so I'm just always kind of there to support him and yeah. and ready to go. I mean, you talk about, I'm glad you bring up Yuzu and Javi specifically because I want to ask you a little bit about the training atmosphere and sort of the mm -hmm. way that they've been able to support each other and, and the roles that they've played in your camp and, and supporting yeah. each other in, in their growth. Well, you know, I mean, as you know, you have training mates mm -hmm. that are even from different countries, mm -hmm. that it's, um, you know, you're at a certain level and a certain standard and you... You know, you create a community. Mm -hmm. You know, with your coaches and with your uh, with your rivals and with the other athletes, and, um, and you just push each other and support each other. Mm -hmm. You know, even though you are rivals, but everybody has. I mean, they have their mission, right, of course. for sure. But they um, they help each other, and they're at that level, and it's a really great um, role model for for the other athletes that are coming in. So you get some young novice or some no or juniors coming in, mm -hmm. and they kind of see that. And they also see that it's possible that you can be top skaters working with the same coach and in the same team. Mm -hmm. Respect, I would imagine, is a big is a key there. There's a lot of respect. You know, it's funny because just um, like maybe a month ago or six weeks ago, we were doing a session and we were doing like a like an edge class. Mm -hmm. And um, so Yuzu just sort of stopped in the middle of it and he was looking up and I was like, "What are you doing?" You know, in our rink we have a whole bank of flags of all the countries that train at our rink. And he was standing under the Spanish flag. I said, is everything okay? And he's like, I just miss happy. I'm like, aw. That's so special. He really, yeah, just sort of getting into the new season. And so he's getting revved up for this season. He's won two Olympic gold medals. Mm -hmm. And you try to think, like, where's this motivation coming from? That's, that was going to be my next question. Where is it coming from? How do you, you know, with the injuries, overcoming the injuries, yeah. winning not just one but two Olympic gold medals, as you said, he only had a month really to prepare and train mm -hmm. for the 2018 Games. Where does that motivation come from? You know, he finished, um, like after Olympics, he still had to take more time off to heal. And then he did some shows and, you know, the drill. And then he came back and, you know, just maybe motivated with new programs. You know, Jeff Buttle did a great new short, and Shay Lynn did a great new long. And he just found motivation in that. But it's not a matter of just for him just to be kind of complacent. He likes to push the envelope. And now we have a new system. We had a, you know, from a four and a half minute program to a four minute program. And that's a new challenge. And not that easy. But, um, and then we have the plus five, minus five. So right. then it was like his challenge was like, how am I gonna work this system? And we were kind of working on it together. So he's a little, I guess little carrots that were sort of dangled, you know? It just takes such a unique individual to win two Olympic gold medals and then think, here's this new challenge that I really want to tackle again. I mean, it's just yeah. incredible. Yeah, and the one thing that he did say to sort of keep him going, I mean, these are his words, um, that he wants to be the first person to do a quad axle. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's that's a huge task. Of course. <laughs> but if anybody can do it, it'll be him. So, it, for him to do that, it's like body, mind, the moon, the stars, yeah. everything. I, I can't relate. <laughs> I literally cannot even imagine what it's like to be able to do something like that. So, it's on the back burner now because he's been re-injured and in, 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 on the mend. But, uh, you know, he likes to have these challenges. So.
incredible. So I that mean, keeps him going. And we're certainly all lucky to have the opportunity to continue watching him tackle these challenges. Yeah, and it's fun for me to be kind of part of this circus, if you will, of the stardom. Right. That's his thing, but it's kind of fun. I'm on the peripheral, but it's kind of fun to be kind of part of that because I kind of went through that with Yuna and I will, and somewhat with Javi, but with, you know, this is on a, uh, a level, like mm. the stratosphere of with Yuzu and that's more stardom. so than you know, would you say? Yeah, I think so. I really do think so. I mean, I thought I was marveling at the at the Yuna Kim sensation and Queen Yuna, mm -hmm. and 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 now it's with um, Yuzu and, and Pooh Bear. Of, right, and the age of social <laughs> media, I guess, changes stardom as well. Yeah, the access and, and the fandom. But I wanted to ask you about that. You know, being in the limelight and having expectations from your country and and having so many fans. I think it would be difficult for a lot of coaches to relate to. Mm -hmm. But of course, with so many of your own experiences as an athlete, I feel like you bring that experience, you know, of, of being a Canadian star and, and being so embraced and adored by the Canadian public. Does that play a role in your ability to deal with your, your very high profile athletes and sort of help them approach, um, you know, from the mental aspect yeah. competing as such a high profile star? So there's, yeah, there's like there's the mental part of, of competing and mm -hmm. preparation but then there's this stardom stuff that um, it has to be managed mm. um, but it's also they see it and I'm glad they do see it this way but they see it as a responsibility mm -hmm. so it's a responsibility to the fans mm -hmm. it's a responsibility to the media and they see it that way they take it very seriously and it's a lot of management and it's more than I've ever had to do when I was skating I know we didn't have social media right. and um, you know, you read about things after the fact, mm -hmm. and things were promoted the old-fashioned way of just kind of putting it in newspapers and right. going out and doing your media days, and, and a lot of it now is social media. And, and so, but the social media can be good, and it can also be not so good, and we have to be careful of that. And I try to manage the kids to be sure to not get caught up too much in some of these blogs and to read stuff, of and, because it can be, you know. It be pretty painful. Oh, and I, I mean, there's just so much available on the internet, so to dive into that would be hard to get back out of. It's dangerous sometimes. <laughs> you know, you mentioned the responsibility of some of these stars, whether it's Yuzu or Yuna, um, and I think so often when you have a successful skater, a successful athlete who does decide to keep coming back, mm -hmm. it's so great for the sport, you know, to be able to manage, um, you know, that fandom and encourage people to continue their interest yeah. in the sport of figure skating, and you're just telling me that Javier Fernandez decided to go to Europeans, the 2019 European Championships. Yep. So... I know. <laughs> but, but, but his motivation for that is because he's tied for the record for the most um, European titles, which okay. is six. I think he's tied with Ploshenko. I could be wrong, but I know that he's tied with somebody. And so then he wants to have one more title. So he wants to have seven titles and have it as, you know, and, and hold the record. So... Um, Anyway, I can, I'm, I'm proud of him to take on this challenge, and um, you know he's he's serious about it, and we'll see it, and we'll you know three weeks of training, we'll see what he Speaking can do. Speaking of stars in the figure skating world, you have a rising star with Jun Wan of mm -hmm. South Korea. He is the first South Korean medalist at the Grand Prix Finals since Yuna. Yeah. So can you talk to me a little bit about what you see in his future? You know, do you think that he can take it all the way? You know. Um, he's a he's a special athlete, and uh, it was. I mean, I've had him since you know when, when he was he, uh, his first year as a junior, and he was little, 
and cute as a button and very keen to come to Toronto and kind of follow the footsteps of Utica mm. and um, kind of open to everything that we do mm. and how we train and perhaps it's different than what they do in Korea but um, they bought into it and they listened and um, trusted us mm. and it's now he's growing mm. you know he's gone from a from a young boy to a young man and he's kind of filled out but he's also filled out in the skating yeah. and you know he grew a lot last year so that was kind of a little rocky uh, as I prepared them for that and then he got through it and everything's coming together and uh, I'm just so proud of him because he's open to all kinds of ideas and working with great choreographers and being committed to that craft mm -hmm. that part of it so he is a rising star mm -hmm. and we'll see he's becoming a big star in in Korea and that's fun, and we have to manage them a little yeah. bit. <laughs> it's interesting, I feel you've had so many incredible athletes from so many different countries. And when you're working with these athletes, um, perhaps coming to North America for the first time, mm -hmm. do you often find culturally understanding the athletes is the first step to, to connecting with them? I think for me, um, yes, of course we have to work with each of the athletes in their, in their cultures. Mm. And, and it's up for us as the coaching team to adapt to them. Mm -hmm. So it's not really my way or the highway. Mm. So I, you know, and you think about it with how do you use it, they could not be right. opposite, yes. you know. And then now with Evgenia uh, Medvedeva, she's now with us. And so she's come from, you know, a, a system in Russia and she's thrived and mm -hmm. did really well. And she's been a world champion twice and, and an amazing junior skater. And, you know, she's making that transition to train with us and at the same time, becoming a young woman and you know you think of some of these athletes that come to mind when I think of women skating you know the Carolina Costner and Nina Kim Mickey um, Ondo and these, some of these some of these um, amazing women that have come through mm -hmm. and contributed to the sport in that way um, uh, Caitlin Osmond you know it's it's nice to it's just, a, it's a funny time in between. It is. It's you know? a difficult transition, but so rewarding when it works out so beautifully. Well, we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll take some time, but I think that's what women skating needs. Yeah. We need to have a, just a really great, strong, and not that we don't right now, but it just, um, that's going to be my project. That's incredible. I was reading an interview where you said the transition with Yevgenia will take about two years. Mm -hmm. And what, what's the thought process there? Why two years? How, what's the approach like with, with Yevgenia? I just think, you know, with any athlete, it, it, um, it takes, you know, a year and a half to two years for everything starting to, to, to start to gel. And it's funny, you know, you know, I'll, I'll get a federation or somebody that will say, you know, can you take our skater? And they think I just have this magic wand. And, right. and everybody on the social media is like, I can't wait to see so-and-so. Yeah. Like, oh, they've already been with with Brian's team for a month. Mm. <laughs> like, are you kidding? It's not a lot of time. <laughs> and we have to, and you really literally have to break it down mm. and then put all the pieces back together. Especially skaters that have had so much success to break old habits, I think yes. would almost be the, the biggest challenge. It is the biggest challenge, and it's not easy. And if they are open to it and they buy into it, mm. then it's amazing. And it, but it does take a year and a half to two years. Yeah. And so I'm asking everybody for their patience, please, mm. because I think it's it will be great. I mean, yeah. really great. Mm. But um, there's no quick fix. Mm, of course. 
and of course you're working with Jason Brown now as yeah. well, whom of course I love. He's such a fantastic skater, uh, such a wonderful showman. And yep. the quad has always been a, a big challenge mm -hmm. for him. Do you guys have a plan of attack there, or what's what's the plan with Jason like? Well, it's he's been an amazing um, addition mm -hmm. to our team. Yeah. Um, just his personality right. and his work ethic. He's great to everybody, mm -hmm. and we and we kind of take pride in the community that we have built yeah. in our rink, and he's perfect for that. He's like the mayor. Oh, good. So, <laughs> but um, and then you know this new system was kind of custom built for Jason Brown because um, he's thriving with it, and this is what skating should have. Mm -hmm. It should be about really good skating. And now, sure, he hasn't had a quad yet, mm. and we're having some some success with it and again it was sort of breaking down some technique and having him to relearn this, some of the stuff and it's harder with you know he is 22 years old -ish. and so it's hard at that age and if you're working with a 14 year old you can make those changes and they can pick it up pretty quickly but you know it takes a little longer for him but he has been completely committed to everything that we want him to do and um, He's just like a little puppy dog, just like He's wanting to learn. Sweetest. Yeah, I could see him having a really wonderful, contributing really beautifully to the atmosphere in a rink. Yeah, he's great with the other kids. He's great with Evgenia. He's great with the juniors. He's super focused and, and working hard and just a great ambassador for skating. Yeah. It's nice. Well, um, it's, gonna, it's a bit of a transitional year for Canadian skating. Coming mm -hmm. off of the gold medal win uh, at the team event in Pyeongchang, here the only Canadian skater, of course, is Keegan. Yep. What is your hope for Canadian skating for the next four years? Oh, good question. You know, and every every four years, mm. there's like a rebuilding, or you know, sometimes you may have a group of skaters for eight years, which is what we just went through. Right. You know, with Scott and Tessa, and with Megan, Eric. Patrick, right. yeah, and you know, and even some other depth in our ice dancing. So, so that was an eight-year cycle for mm -hmm. those guys, and they were kind of leading the way for a lot of those years. And then now there's a little bit of a void, but it kind of, you know, it'll rebuild quickly. Yeah. We have some good juniors coming up, mm -hmm. uh, especially in the men, and um, some young, talented dancers. There was a good dance team that was here in the Definitely. juniors. So there's some depth in our junior dance, and they'll, you know. It's, that's their. That's going to be their job. And that's yeah. going to be their responsibility, and it's going to be like when there's a void like that. It's mm. like we're going to see what people are made of. Oh, when for they sure. can, when whoever's going to claw their way up to the top, you yeah. know. A lot of opportunity. That's it. Yeah, very exciting. Last question: Do you have a New Year's resolution? <laughs> um, Personally or professionally. I'm thinking. I guess it's that time of year, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. It's going by so quickly. Ah, not yet. I don't have one. Because okay, I'm not going to make enough. any commitment to one because sure. then everybody, yeah. So, totally. We'll fair enough. Yeah, you, you still have some time. So, But thank you so much for your time. Thank you you're for welcome. chatting with me. I know you're a very busy man. And we wish you the best for the rest of 2018. Thanks. Olympic, Olympic Channel, Channel Podcast. Thanks to Brian. Remember, if you are enjoying all this figure skating chat, to head over to Facebook to see our live, which we did with the winner in the male category, USA's Nathan Chen. Mel did an amazing job there too, and I will post the links in the episode description. Also, shout out to producer Rachel Griffiths and also Kentaro Aragaki, who recorded that interview too. 
So last week we had six-time Paralympic champion David Weir on the podcast talking about fallouts, intense counselling sessions and crying. I was already a big David fan, but he was so frank in the interview, I was literally shocked. There was a great comment on Reddit on the disability thread that really stood out to me. B-L-D-W-N-S-B-T-C-H says... This hits close to home. I've been told to stop whining. You're born with it. But how are you able to get used to life opportunities taken away from you, dreams taken away from you because of how you were born? Or the constant mistreatment and discrimination. It's not that easy. I wish it was, but it isn't. I just thought that comment was so amazing and thank you so much for that. And for all of the comments and shares that the episode received, I am at Eddie Knowles with an I and an E on all socials, including Reddit. You can also find at Olympic Channel in all the usual places. Go and give us a follow if you want. Also for the podcast, make sure you've given us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you do get your podcasts and also subscribe. Both of those things help us to go up in the charts. Thank you very much if you've already done that. That is it for now. We will see you very soon. Think like an Olympian.